0: Okay, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Um, Peter and I are fresh uh, from our respective cinemas, uh, from seeing uh, Denis Villeneuve, maybe uh, his uh, take on Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Good evening. Whoo, pooh You know, was, uh, I was—I really liked the way it, it maintained a, such a light-hearted, family-friendly tone. Yeah, it was a nice. Through.
1: It was a nice, quick little film kind of felt like watching an episode of tom and jerry when we
0: were like 12 (laughs) and that musical montage scene where uh, harrison ford was training ryan gosling it was great (laughs) 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 i was really excited for this like i haven't you know i feel like this has been a year of letdowns or maybe like a two years of letdowns like between some of like the star wars movie like force awakens i didn't think was so great um um Ghost in the Shell was kind of a letdown. Um, Alien Covenant was really a letdown. I was I was kind of like hoping out against hope for this one, and I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed. It certainly wasn't a bad movie, but it was not really what I was hoping for. Just a sort of my first thought. Well, but the ending was so satisfying.
1: <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, I have mixed feelings. I mean, it wasn't great. I I think that. I would not mind seeing it one more time when it comes out on disc to kind of because I, I spent a lot of time paying attention to the tone and to the pacing, which was super pokey. Slow,
0: really. Slow. It was really drawn out, and I gotta Can say, I like a long movie. But well, I was looking at my, I was like looking at my phone, seeing what time it was. I gotta say though,
1: the fact that they. I mean, they didn't edit this thing down. To me that was one of the most interesting things about it. But I did the ending was incredible was a real letdown.
0: I mean, I give them credit for this is about as serious you can make a Blade Runner sequel. Like there was tremendous homage to the original. They really respected the material. You know, the way it was shot, the score, the feel, the sets, the lighting, you know, like they really did their homework. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like it was missing kind of like the spark. You know what I'm saying? Like they had all the ingredients and like somehow they didn't manage to make a cake, so to speak. Right. And they, they spent way more money on frosting right exactly like it needed more eggs or something or batter i don't know i mean um, yeah i mean they spent a ton of cash but somehow those
1: street scenes where you know he's ordering noodles and there's people jostling around and trash yeah there was thing, almost
0: it was almost too many you know what i'm saying it was like it, it was, was almost i don't know it was also analog versus digital in some ways. you know like well it, you know it's funny because i went home and i watched a couple of scenes from the original and like the original just sort of it it popped more i don't know like i i don't know like i kept thinking like i like it was funny because when i was watching i kept thinking like i like this i like this i like this bit or i like this part or i like this scene but overall i wasn't like excited you know like i like the atari logo and the pan am logo and Mm -hmm. i love the way that the city looked but i don't know i don't know i mean do you want to dare to attempt a synopsis like in 60 seconds for which i will time you uh oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm still not sure. Just what summarize happened. this nine so, and a half hour movie,
1: but <laughs> it felt like nine and a half hours. Uh, so basically, the there's a replicant cop played by Ryan Gosling, who's the main character, and he's a, a yeah. Later, Fifty seconds left. <laughs> he's a later generation replicant <laughs> cop, and he's going. He's still a Blade Runner. He's the Blade Runner, just like Rick Deckard was, except that he's like a way tougher and better replicant. Um, and he's also obviously a replicant right throughout the movie, and he goes on this mission to find the replicant baby, which was born by um by Rachel and presumably by Deckard, and then he thinks it's him, and in the end, it's not him, and the baby is someone you saw earlier in the movie, and Deckard goes to meet her, and the movie's over,
0: right? And we just boiled everything, by the way, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Well, I mean, synopsis. Um, I would yes, think it yes, implies no, no, that. That's fine. Um, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just. I'm very conflicted on this one. Like, you know, I, I, I was struck by how much cleaner the narrative was in the '82 movie, whereas with this, like, I was wondering a lot of the time. I was wondering why people were acting the way they did, whereas in the 82 version, people's motivations are much more clear. Like, for example, um, the Jared Leto character, the the sort of, you know, the, the evil corporate person, you know, like, why is he so evil? Like, why is, you that know, was, why is he comfortable with these sort of, like, marauding replicants who stand by his side? Like, like why was he so evil? There was no real answer given for that. I mean, they could have taken him out of the movie entirely. He didn't Right. And all he did was made me realize how much more effective Joe Turkle was as Eldon Tyrell. I mean, Eldon Tyrell is in Blade Runner in exactly two scenes, right? He's there when Rachel has her Voight-Kampff, mm-hmm. and he's there at the end when Roy attempts to meet his maker. Which is a great scene. It is a great scene, but, you know... What did Jared Leto really accomplish besides really besides sending the the killer replicant after um, after everybody basically? Well, he chews up the scenery a lot, really a yeah, lot. Yeah, but you know, like, why? Like, did he need to be blind? What did that add to the movie? Like, why did he need to? Why was he there at all? And for example, like, you know, they went to all the trouble to make the Rachel replicant to sort of manipulate Deckard yep, slash dumb. Harrison Ford. But uh, that scene was okay. I eh. mean, I thought that scene was okay, but then they shot her in the head. Like, why did they shoot her in the head? Right? Well, he rejected her because they got her eye color wrong. So, you know, why don't they just say, okay, back to the, the vat, you know, the axolotl tanked for you or whatever. And, um, you know, but then they have this sort of like pointless, gratuitous scene where evil replicant shoots her in the head and you see her bl- her brains splatter everywhere. He
1: was terrible. Like, it was just every scene with him, made set my teeth on edge because it, it, none of it made any sense he was purely just chewing up scenery none of his he contributed nothing really to the movie at all
0: yeah he didn't need to be there he didn't need to be there and for example robin wright right like she's portrayed uh, she plays lieutenant joshie or Joshi, however you say it you know she's supposed to be this sort of like tough callous cop woman Right. right like she uses sort of slurs in front of him and she says some pretty mean things about replicants in front of him yet she you know they try to make her very sympathetic in her death scene you know like like it's hard to sort of have all that build up and then flip the character over well she they sort of
1: imply that she kind of has a has an affinity for him like whether it's just she she has some kind of attachment to him like she may have an emotional attachment to him i think that she wasn't quite as bad because in a way she's the opposite of what's the cop in, uh, in Blade Runner, the, uh, the skin Gaff. job, not gaffe, the, 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 lieutenant. I forget the name of the lieutenant.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Hol- uh no, not Holden. The other guy, right. The guy who hires him. Right. The lieutenant who basically says, if you're not cops, you're little people. Right. I need your magic deck.
1: Yeah. That guy is, mu- is really despicable. Um, but in a, in a sort of a, an understandable way, but he's despicable. But, you know, she's a much, she's more sympathetic because she shows that she has some kind of attachment to.
0: Oh, his name is Bryant. Bryant, that's right. Bryant. Bryant. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, uh, by the way, um,
1: they should have had, uh, um, Gaff speak when, when they, you know, his cameo. They have. Yeah. The, uh, they should have had him just speak uh street. In speak. city speak. Right. Yeah. City, city speak.
0: Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, uh. Anyway. Whatever. Any. Any. As origami thing should have been a horse too, but I digress. <laughs> Unicorn. Um, a horse. Right, yes. Not, right. A horse. Not right, right, a horse, horse. Not a cow exactly. or a sheep or whatever it was. Um. Um. He was good in his little scene though, Edward James almost. But you know, I honestly, I thought. I thought that um, Gosling does a very good job. He does anchor the movie. I was very interested in his story. Like the the film shifts very far to the left, sort of when Harrison Ford appears, and you know the last half an hour is very focused on Deckard. Which honestly, I think they would have maybe been better off to have Deckard make a cameo, give Gosling. Or a K, whatever you want to call him, some small bit of information and then shift the focus back. But it took a lot of the the wind out of the sails for me that we were f- focusing on Harrison Ford so much. I mean, I grant you they probably had to pay him eight trillion dollars, so they figured they may as well get their, their money's worth out of him. But uh but I'll tell you who I thought sold stole a show. Harrison was, Ford's uh pecs. His
1: was pecs joy are impressive no, it
0: was Joy. Oh, I think right? meant- Anna Diarmas who I- plays who plays a K's hologram? I thought she stole the movie. <laughs> it's like she is so memorable. She has, she exhibits more emotion in this movie than the other characters do all combined. Yeah. Um, she looks great and her concept is really good. Although, honestly, and not that everything is Star Trek, but that's the doctor from Voyager with his hollow emitter. That's almost the exact same content, except you know they didn't. The doctor only had sex once or twice, whereas I kind of get the impression that Kay and Joy kind of get it on occasionally, right. in one way or the other. Um, and the scene with the prostitute was also really interesting,
1: except that I kept thinking like they're too out of sync, and it was super long.
0: Yeah, it was long. Did you notice, by the way, how they purposely gave the prostitute hair and makeup to be reminiscent of Pris, uh, the Daryl Hannah character from Blade Runner?
1: yeah that's true She had
0: the she had the exact same eyes and everything um but I, I'm telling you, I thought she was the most memorable character, and the bit where she says, by the way, just for the audience, we are spoiling the hell out of this thing yep um the bit where the bit where you know she declares her love right before she gets stomped out of existence mm-hmm. under the jack boots um you know that's i mean to me that was more emotional than the ending, yeah. No, you're right. Um, I've mentioned it before in the podcast, but I I still think you – you don't think you've read it, but the the kind of unofficial Blade Runner sequel by Rosa Montero, Tears and Rain, uh, has a lot of similar concept. That book features uh, uh, the main character as a detective who is also a replicant, and a lot of the uh, story focuses on – looking for the person who writes memories uh, in that book called A Memorist and interacting with that person as a key figure. So, very, very similar. That book was written in 2012, mm. but a lot of overlap. I was sort of very cognizant in that of how similar it was. Yeah.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I got to give him credit for being deliberate, for trying hard. For I mean, it's not I don't think audiences are not going to like this movie. I really It did
0: not do well. It only made 31 million over the weekend, which is much lower than they were thinking. Although yeah. I got to tell you, uh, I think I was thinking it's funny. Cause when I came home, I Googled a little bit and I was reading some stuff and I was thinking that this probably, you know, like we're, you know, like, I, a lot of young people now probably aren't into Blade Runner. You know what I'm saying? And and older people or middle-aged people, you know, they don't run to the movies. You know, you and I did, but I, I don't gotta, know. Like, I'm not quite sure who this is pitched for, and it's not an action movie.
1: I mean, there were a bunch of old people in the theater. I mean, there are people older than <laughs> – and when I – in my screening, I mean, I, the walkers were out. I mean, these people oh. were – they made me feel like a spring chicken. <laughs> Uh, I mean, these are people who... I, the theater I know. saw it
0: in, the theater I saw it in, granted, I saw a matinee on a Sunday. There were about 15 people in a theater that seats maybe 250 or 300. Wow, that's bad. My theater was way more full than that. But, you know, and we haven't discussed it Although we could probably do a podcast on it. I wonder. I wonder if this movie just has, you know, too much competition. You know, It is out. And, you know, when we saw It, we saw It on a Sunday. I mean, it was... To the rafters, and I wonder if, I wonder if uh, it just sucked all the oxygen out of the room.
1: Well, there's also that sequel to the um, that spy that like spoof spy movie is out. Oh, the Kingsman thing, Kingsman, yeah, that's out 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 also. Yeah, that just came out this weekend. So, so it has big competition from
0: that, and yeah,
1: I don't know. Like
0: again, I I gotta give them props for doing it. You know, I think you can't say that they. They didn't really put effort in, but uh, the ending, I don't know. Like at the ending, it's unclear if Ryan Gosling slash K slash Joe is alive or dead. Do you think he's alive or dead?
1: I think he's dead unless this film does really well. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's alive. (laughs) Then maybe he's alive.
0: Because they don't really show him fully expire. His eyes are open. His eyes are open in the, the last shot of the movie. Yeah, but so, so the thing, plot. So, with
1: regard to plot, you know, they, they get you thinking that, and well, obviously, and, and Kay thinks that he's Harrison Ford's son and he's the chosen one. He's the replicant baby. Okay. Right. So, that's a big, although they part kind of, of
0: reveal it in such a heavy handed way that you're almost kind of ready for it not to be the case. You know, like they reveal right. it so early and you're kind of watching the movie for 30, 40 minutes thinking he's the son
1: right, right and and uh, right and he's he's clearly looking for a reason to feel like he should be part of something
0: um, and right, he's just so lonely in his apartment with his his sex partner right and that, by the way can we can we part. buy I, I would like to buy a joy can I can I get two <laughs> uh, I you, mean just for you know for companionship and talking to and like ordering stuff on Amazon really fast. Well, but, you know, just 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 thinking for efficiency.
1: Well, you just have to, uh, you know, you can get the, uh, you can tell <laughs> Siri to do it or whatever, or Google,
0: <laughs> right? Or those Alexa little things you buy, right? Yeah. Exactly, the little cylinders. But I'm telling you, like, whew. um, but we digress. The ending. You were talking about the ending.
1: So right. So he's he's prepped for that, and then and then they they just smack it down at one point when this other character basically defangs the thing and then it deflates and what they should have done is they should have had him figure it out more towards the end but then have him still make a decision closer to the end to carry on and and still sort of sacrifice himself and that becomes that becomes his identity which is sort of what they try to do but since they defanged it and he deflated um it doesn't work And then when he meets
0: his daughter, it's lame, too. Well, it's not that it's lame. It's just it's not really heralded in any meaningful way. They just sort of stare at each other through the glass. And the other thing that falls flat at the end is the sort of like the replicant resistance, by the way, which is in Tears and Rain. The exact same concept of a replicant resistance movement. But, you know, like the one-eyed woman appears. That was not believable. Tons of people ready to go, and then never mentioned again.
1: I bet they edited it out, and I bet this movie was like seven hours, and they <laughs> right, it was it. like
0: Dune. They right? Added- it was like Dune, and they kind of <laughs> right. don't worry. There'll be an Alan Smithy version that we'll see on uh, TNT on a weekend in a couple of years for seven hours. I think
1: they, you know, they trimmed it down to a mere three hours or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I really like long minutes. movies, but but ooh 163
1: minutes that's yeah two hours and 43 minutes for those who
0: i i I walked out kind of like i gave it a five i'll get a five out of ten shall we say i saw it with a friend of mine who is she's very into sci-fi and she did not like it at all like she was like giving me the stink eye during the movie and she was (laughs) like she basically walked out and she was like that was not what i wanted at all she found it very very depressing
1: well, depressing isn't necessarily bad, because the first Blade Runner, you know, the real Blade Runner movie is depressing.
0: <laughs> the real Blade Runner. <laughs> I mean, that thing's depressing, too, right? It, it's depressing, but it has an uplifting ending, right? I, mean, I guess it depends on which version you buy, but, uh, or which version you watch. But, but forgetting even the ending of, of Deckard and Rachel... You know, like, at least at least Deckard sort of rediscovers the value of life and living, and he's not just a mindless automaton killing all the time. Like, he sees Roy die, and he's kind of like, he appreciates life in a way that he didn't. So, forget whatever version you're watching. That's, that's at least in all of them. Right. Um,
1: well, right. It's It's got a little bit of the, like, you know, a myth of Sisyphus type, you know, keep fighting even though we're all dirt uh, right. ending to it. I mean it's I wouldn't call it cheerful but at least it's got something and at least the movie has depth but the end of this movie
0: yeah it's very flat like i left boy. very very flat boy is it flat um, yeah well i don't know we'll we'll see you know We'll see where it goes. I haven't watched the shorts. Have you watched the shorts? They released three brief shorts online, two of which are live action, one of which is animated to sort of fill you in. And I purposely didn't watch any of them until no. I saw it, although they apparently are spaced out at intervals between Blade Runner and this movie um, to kind of give you sort of the, the, the details. You know they didn't. They didn't elaborate a lot on the great blackout. You know the, my my assumption was the blackout was somehow tied with the Tyrell Corporation losing all the records, but they don't really. They just kind of mentioned it once or twice in passing.
1: No, it seemed like just a device so that it would be hard for him to investigate stuff.
0: It, right. That's what I mean, like to wipe the Ty- uh, Tyrell Corporation's records.
1: Right, because otherwise he could basically, like, dial up with his little modem <laughs> from, <laughs> and figure out the entire plot in four seconds. He could just Google it, Right. you know?
0: Oh, look, here's where they're living, out in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so but you know that was my impression the other possibility is that that was in the seven hour version also
0: you know yeah yeah right but along I, with the with the replicant resistance movement although i doubt uh, it. and i guess and i guess you know somehow he's gonna or i guess harrison ford deckard will somehow hook up or convey to the replicant resistant movement that the child of rachel and uh, deckard has somehow survived so two questions Right. The, the most timeless question in the world of Blade Runner is, do you think that this movie settled one way or the other whether or not Harrison Ford slash Deckard is a replicant?
1: Um, no, but I think it's settled that Harrison Ford uh, really knows how to make a couple bucks. I mean, not that that wasn't settled before. <laughs>
0: No, so I, I don't think it does. I didn't does. see that coming. <laughs> well, mm. I mean, because in the, in the theatrical version, it's very much up in the air. In the director's cut and the final cut, yes, he is a replicant. Like, I mean, I no, mean they, uh, Ridley Scott telegraphs it to you with, right. the, with the unicorn scene. Right. Uh, I, with this, I kept waiting for them to kind of come down one way or the other. Because nope, you can interpret it as either two replicants can have a baby or uh, a replicant than a human could have a baby, right? So you could kind of go either way. Um, I don't know. Well I mean I mean you would think that they would, you know, like not give them ovaries, right? You'd think that Eldon Terrell maybe would be like, we'll just delete the ovaries.
1: Well, that's the that's what kind of what the replicants are saying, although they don't they, they put it in much more mystical terms, instead of just saying like we don't have a uterus or ovaries or both.
0: Uh, right. It just shouldn't happen. Right. It's sort of like it's sort of like the dinosaur is reproducing in Jurassic Park. Like they shouldn't be able to, but life found a way. To <laughs> quote Malcolm, to quote Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I did like um I thought my my favorite effect of the movie I thought was the uh the reanimated young Rachel. Like it reminded me very much of the uh young Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. I'm sure it was the same technology. Um, where they, you know, they had an actor or an actress stand in, and then they digitally mapped her face and used bits of her voice over it. But I thought it looked quite good when he saw the young Rachel.
1: I, I guess, but I still think it. Uh, it was something gratuitous about it. Like we it can do care it. Of the movie. Yeah, it's like we can do it because we can. Here, check this line out. I'm just this is on the Wikipedia page. Um, so in the role of Jared Leto as the ridiculous villain this is the line Villeneuve had hoped to cast David Bowie, but Bowie died before production began. (laughs) I think the, and then, you know what they should have said is he still tried to cast him after he was dead (laughs) and probably would have done a better job.
0: That's pretty good. No,
1: he, uh, it, That pretty much says it all, right there.
0: Yeah, I think they did use Sean Young. I know that they used some of old, some video, sorry, some footage of her from Blade Runner, some footage from outtakes and some audio. But uh, I, you know, I don't know if she recorded anything new for this. I don't know. You know, depends on how much her voice sounds the same now. You know, your voice doesn't sound like it does thirty-five years later, right? No way, no doubt. They still have the blimp. The blimp is still advertising the off-world colonies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, a new life awaits you on the off world. Right,
1: Gaff had a colostomy bag. That was new.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kept, uh, I kept waiting for him to go to the Tyrell Pyramid. They kept flying past it. It would have been nice. You know, would have been a good scene. Would have been him going into the Tyrell Pyramid to somehow, act, you know, access some archives or records. That would have been kind of a neat scene. He, why did he always
1: have to fly out of the city, like everywhere? I understand, you know, like deckard living somewhere else but you know in the first movie you didn't get the sense there was all this uninhabited territory you kind of felt like everybody lived in the city
0: well or right, or that they you know that the replicants stayed in los angeles because that's where tyrell was and they were trying to get to him and by the way did you notice how like in the in the 82 movie the tyrell pyramid dwarfs everything else now the tyrell pyramid is a small building right I just
1: like you know that the out out of the city it was like it was like Mad Max, you know
0: like well, I, it's very funny that you mention that because I actually said to my friend during the movie it reminded me of um, uh, the most recent Mad Max movie Fury Road quite a bit some of the yeah. desert scenes you know like I was kind of kind of waiting for um, you know Immortan Joe to roll up in his <laughs> monster truck at some point but he I was didn't. waiting
1: for the Lord Buggus to come ripping around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> just walk <woke> away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take all your gas. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of – I'm disappointed. I mean maybe – I'll probably – I'm not going to watch it again in the theater. That's for sure. I'll probably no. see it when it comes to the Redbox or when it comes to Netflix. But I don't know. But, you know, and I, again, uh, pardon me if I've said this before. Maybe some of these things should just be left to lie, you know. Like these things – like like after, for example, after Alien – covenant which i just made me want to put an ice pick into my ear <laughs> i kind of realized like i'm done with alien you know what i'm saying like they just can't do it like like prometheus was terrible alien covenant was terrible Yep. you know like alien alien 3 was terrible you know what i'm saying like alien 4 was terrible like like it's done like it's run its course like let the thing live on in video games and comics and you know what I'm saying and toys yeah. and fan films like maybe that's better and I, that's what I was kind of thinking as I was watching this like maybe like maybe they didn't need to do it you know what I'm saying you know I read I read at one point they asked Rutger Hauer what he thought about them making a sequel and he was he basically kind of said like why would you do that like it's perfect as it is don't touch it right um but I don't know like maybe maybe blade runner is ready to sort of you know be done I mean you know, I don't know if this makes money, they'll make another, but
1: I don't think it will. I don't think, I am I, I don't think the audiences are going to like it. I really do. It's not
0: a, well, know. I mean, listen to, listen to our tone. I mean, could you imagine the word of mouth coming out of this movie?
1: Yeah. Especially from, if it's somebody who's not, you know, not a, a Blade Runner enthusiast, which we certainly qualify as Blade Runner
0: enthusiasts. I mean, it's one oh, of yeah. our top I, two I, or I, I'm three. Right. I'm as big an enthusiast for Blade Runner as you could be. But, you know, to, to bring it back to it for a second, you know, it um, it makes no sense. It's absolute gibberish. Like if I actually explained to you the plot of it, you'd, you'd be like, no, that's not really what happens. Like, yeah, oh, that's what happens. But. It is such a blast to watch, and it's done with so much sort of like uh, humor and excitement and horror, like they really kind of capture it right, mm-hmm. uh, but you basically just kind of give them a pass on the fact that the idea of a clown haunting a town in Maine and killing children for hundreds of years, and nobody notices, uh, you know, like you give it a pass because you had such a great time watching it, and I walked out of it, and the next day at work, we all talked about it, like everyone had seen it over the weekend, we all talked about it and had a big laugh the next day, talking about how much fun it was, like Like I don't think that's gonna be my experience at work tomorrow with my other sort of like film enthusiast colleagues. Nope. No way.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, anything anything else you wanna say? I don't know. Like I'm I'm kinda put a fork in it for me. Yeah. You know, when I think about
1: it, the the two I mean there I guess there are a lot of faults, but the two worst thing is Jared Leto is the villain and and the the plot winding down.
0: Yeah, I don't even mind Jared Leto as the villain, but just it wasn't even clear to me why he was there and why he acted the way he did. Like, he was... No, his point was, know, it was like, dumb. They could have done a lot more with that. They could have expanded him, and they could have had him play with more subtlety or more sort of thought, whereas he was just sort of, you know, he was evil. He was evil. He was Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. That's really good. Right, no, he was. He's Dr. They, just, no, they should well have put, done. like,
1: a white cat in his lap that he's stroking. <laughs>
0: I did love, uh, I, just to give some props, I did love all the city scenes. And I like, for example, when he was talking, for example, or sort of interacting with the enormous naked hologram of joy. It was very, very good. Yeah, that was cool. Because oh, by the, While we were talking, I went on Amazon and I ordered each of us a joy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's brunette. Yours is blonde. Nice. <laughs> it was only $19,000. I got it on sale. And I had a $10 gift card and free shipping. So that helped.
1: Listen, if it was only nineteen grand, <laughs> they'd sell like ten million of them. Like I said, I'll take two. <laughs> no question. Especially, Alrighty. especially if it could generate suction.
0: <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it would be funny though if you ended up instead when you opened the box, you got the doctor from Voyager. <laughs> Please take the nature <laughs> of the medical emergency. <laughs> what the. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, man. Victory is ours. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Good night.